The great resignation has arrived. As new managers fill vacancies created by retiring boomers, how did their skills compare with their seasoned older managers they replace? In this episode, we are uncovering what younger managers should know about how they are perceived. Welcome to the 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast by Zanger Folkman. Each week, Using research from over 1.5 million global assessments of leaders, we analyze different leadership traits, trends, and what it really takes for leaders to get to the 90th percentile. I'm Brianna Corn, and joining me today is my very good friend and leadership guru, Jack Sanger. Okay, Jack, let's talk about these audacious millennial and Gen Z managers. You know, I predict our findings will be a big surprise for many. Most people have the assumption that veteran managers would be more effective on almost every front. Well, naturally. To test this out, my colleague Joe Fulton and I explored the data we've accumulated over more than 15 years on more than 65,000 leaders. We separated out the managers who were 30 years of age and younger 455 of them, and compared them to leaders over 45 years of age, more than 4,000 of them, to determine the distinguishing characteristics of each group. Yes. Now, 40% of the younger group were female compared to 38.5 of the older leaders. So not a big difference, but I also wanted to put that in there. Yes, and now the very fact that the younger managers were promoted to managerial positions at a relatively young age indicates that they were primarily perceived as being high potential individuals. Mm -hmm. So already these individuals stood out. Of the younger group, 44% ranked in the top quartile for overall leadership effectiveness when compared to all the leaders in our database. In contrast, the older group had only about 20% of them in the top quartile. Interesting. This finding was the first kind of interesting message about that older group of managers. The percent of younger and older leaders in the top quartile comes from the results on a 360-degree feedback instrument. The one we use collects data on 49 leadership behaviors when we matched the scores of the two groups on these 49 characteristics, we had the second big surprise. The younger group ranked more positively on every trait. The fact that nearly half of the younger group were in the top quartile helps to explain that finding. Yeah, now bear in mind that these younger leaders were a high potential group, like you said, and this is, I mean, this is great news indicating there there are talented younger leaders in our organizations who will be capable of stepping into these key roles very soon. But even though their scores were high in their current positions, you know, there's always room for improvement somewhere. <laughs> yes, there is. We also identified a group of behaviors and perceptions that should be reassuring to the younger group. And we also found some perceptions about the challenges the younger leaders were seen to have. Let's begin talking about the challenges. First of all, they were not fully trusted. Teammates did not always trust the ideas and opinions of the younger 
less experienced managers. Their judgment was more frequently questioned. At the interpersonal level, there were issues of trust among the younger managers and their direct reports and peers. This is a frequent issue we face in coaching young leaders. Older team members are often uncomfortable reporting to a young whippersnapper, making it difficult for young leaders to build positive relationships with their older colleagues. Yeah, I can see that happening. And I love that you said whippersnapper. I really, really hope somebody calls me that someday. <laughs> and when I told you that I think you're a young whippersnapper, oh. let me fix that right now. <laughs> yeah, I wanted that. The next area of improvement for our young friends is lacking experience and deep knowledge. Even though younger managers typically have more current knowledge and training, like they know more about social media apps or new software, their lack of experience leads others to question their technical expertise and professional skills. Because of their shorter you know, time in their job, they also lack in-depth knowledge that others in the organization possess. I think awareness and humility around this area is pretty important for these younger leaders like myself. Yes. <laughs> And this is obviously a given. Asking older colleagues to recount their experience on the topic at hand is one way of dealing with this reality. Next, younger leaders are not perceived as a role model. Peers and direct reports struggle to see the younger managers as role models. They frequently observe that younger leaders do not walk the talk. Younger managers are more prone to make promises that they can't keep not because they intentionally mislead others, but because others control the outcomes. Oh, do you think that's that what happens is they want to keep the promise, but they just don't realize they can't? Absolutely. And the fourth area is that they are perceived as being insensitive to others' needs. Because they have faced fewer life challenges in their careers, younger leaders struggle to balance the need for results with appropriate concern for the needs of other people. They are personally not phased by the need to work 80 hour weeks and can't understand why others complain. This is compounded by the fact that personal life situations are often less complex for the younger group. This insensitivity is not because they are incapable of caring, but they just tend to look past these issues instead of pausing to reflect and respond to the challenges and anxieties of others. For younger leaders, the path to success has often come quickly, making it more difficult for them to identify with the struggles of others. That's very telling. I mean, people, people are in very different phases of life and, and you really need to respect people's boundaries and what they're able to give physically and mentally. And I found it interesting in this great resignation phase that we're in that a lot of people are now speaking up about those boundaries and saying, you know, I'm, I'm not going to keep missing things in my life to climb the corporate ladder. And I, I think that's healthy. The next one is not capable of representing the organization. When an organization chooses someone to represent them to a major customer or in a critical meeting, they want someone who looks and feels like the organizational brand and who can answer those 
difficult questions. Younger leaders are less apt to be viewed this way and able to fill that role. Yes, and and next and the final one that we observed about the this younger uh, group is that they lack strategic perspective. Strategic perspective tends to align with experience in the industry. The ability to look far forward is strengthened by perspectives that come from the past. Younger leaders are perceived as more short-sighted and less strategic than their veteran counterparts. They focus more on the day-to-day decisions and put less emphasis on the long-term view. Now, I feel like we've taken younger leaders on this journey, Jack, of (laughs) saying that they scored so great, but we're kind of lacking in these areas. But there's there's a lot of good news here. And we found several dimensions in which younger leaders, they they really have a significant advantage. And here's where younger leaders specifically excelled. The number one thing, they welcomed change. The younger leaders embraced change and exhibited great skills at marketing their new ideas to others in the organization. They have the courage to make difficult changes, possibly because of their lack of experience, causes them to be more optimistic about their proposals for change. And they're more willing than their elders to champion it. Yes, and one consequence of that is that the younger leaders are more inspiring. That was the second important thing we we discovered. Younger leaders know how to get others energized and excited about accomplishing objectives. They are able to inspire others to high levels of effort and production to an even greater degree than their more experienced counterparts. Their older colleagues tend to lead by pushing, while younger managers are more inclined to lead by pulling. The third thing we found was that they, the younger group, are very receptive to feedback. They ask for feedback about their performance much more often, and they seek ways to digest and implement that feedback. Older leaders, in contrast, tend to be less willing to ask for and respond to feedback from their colleagues. We're confident that this attitude toward asking for and responding to feedback is an important key to their success. Next, they're dedicated to continuous improvement. This may be the result of having less invested in the past, but younger leaders are more willing to challenge the status quo. They're constantly looking for innovative ways to accomplish work more efficiently and with higher quality. Yes, and this leads to our fifth finding, which was that they are focused intently on results. They have a high need for achievement and put every ounce of energy into achieving their goals. In contrast, when someone has been in an organization for a long period of time, it is easy for them to become more complacent and to see the status quo as sufficient. The next thing we found was that they are really good at setting stretch goals. Younger leaders were more willing to set stretch goals. Some older leaders have learned to sandbag a goal so that they don't have to work so hard (laughs) or run the risk of falling short. Younger leaders are more likely to set stretch goals and to inspire their team to achieve difficult tasks. 
Virtually all organizations will need to appoint younger managers to fill vacancies left by the retirement of their long-term predecessors and those who have abandoned ship during this unexpected period of resignation. Yes, understanding the strengths of this group is extremely helpful. The ability to leverage these strengths presents a big opportunity for higher productivity. But in helping younger leaders to be aware of their perceived weaknesses, that's helpful as well. Some will only be rectified by the passage of time. Others can be mitigated by coaching and careful selection of assignments that give these younger managers the experience required for development. But helping younger leaders to be aware of their perceived weaknesses is helpful as well. Some will only be rectified by the passage of time Others can be mitigated by coaching and careful selection of assignments that give the younger manager the experiences required for their development. And behaviors such as them asking older and more experienced colleagues for their experience can also help. But new managers and the leaders who support them should start soon. Too many companies wait way too long to train their new managers. Don't be one of them. The 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast, was written and recorded by Brianna O'Corin and Jack Sanger and produced by Zanger Folkman. If you're interested in learning more about Zanger Folkman's award-winning 360-degree assessments, leadership, and coaching offerings, or would like to attend our monthly leadership webinar series hosted by Jack Sanger and Joe Folkman, visit our website at sangerfolkman.com. If you like our podcast, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and be sure to leave us a nice review. All resources and links to the research referenced in this episode can be found in the episode details or on our podcast page on sangerfolkman.com.